0: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make
1: bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our
0: showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing this Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous?
1: Of course it's dangerous!
0: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.
2: Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today as always on Tuesdays by John McKechnie. If you are out there on Twitter, give John a follow at Johnny McKex. That's J-O-H-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. If you're out there on Twitter, give me a follow please at JakeSki52. John, you hail from the state of Maryland, so when you told me what you had for your Mother's Day brunch, it wasn't too surprising to me. You want to run that down for our listeners?
1: Absolutely. So I'm freshly back in Madison from from a week back, back in the old line state, and uh, for Mother's Day, I took my mom and my girlfriend out uh, to this place called the Tower Oaks Lodge, and uh, on the brunch menu, it had Chesapeake Eggs Benedict, which was Eggs Benedict, but instead of, you know, your traditional Canadian bacon, uh, it was a crab cake. So mm. you got the poached egg, the crab cake, the hollandaise sauce. It was it was pretty outrageous. Probably the best thing I've eaten in a while. And then uh, I also went to an Orioles game during the week and uh, had another kind of Maryland weirdness uh, There's a brewery called Flying Dog, and they make a beer called Dead Rising that has a bit of Old Bay seasoning in it, which is kind of like the key component uh, for making crab cakes, the crab seasoning. So Mm -hmm. you're drinking a beer that almost tastes a little bit like crab, which is definitely going to sound weird to most of our national listeners, but it's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. So very Maryland trip for me when I I was home this time.
2: Yeah, I'd definitely give it a try. I mean, despite hailing from Wisconsin, I am a big seafood fan and uh, always been always looking to broaden the horizons with something a little bit unique there. So I just thought it was funny when I heard you got back from Maryland, you know, I pulled the old wedding crashes, crab kicks <laughs> and football. And then, as a matter of fact like, had not a joke man. on sunday <laughs> yeah they're, they're no joke there but all right so let's go ahead and get into tuesday's slate of games there are no early games on tuesday and it's a big slate everyone's playing tonight uh, you got over 48,000 entries in tonight's $3 MLB squeeze on FanDuel so get a chance to turn 3 bucks into a nice payday here hopefully we'll give you some help doing that but as opposed to a tournament like that, let's start off with uh cash game strategy. Now we're talking pitchers to start out with here. Uh, again, in general, you want to kind of stay safe, get pitchers with a low floor because they're really the highest scoring potential in your lineup. So you want to make sure you lock those points down and avoid those blow up starts here. Right. So we got a couple top tier options. Got John Lester against San Diego and Claudio Vargas at 11,000. He was supposed to pitch on Monday, but after that game was rained out, he gets pushed up ahead to Tuesday. Also in the top tier. We've got Jacob DeGrom in the Mets at the Dodgers going against Alex Wood. He sits at 10500 so a little bit cheaper. In the second tier, we got Masahiro Tanaka at home against the Royals and Chris Medlin at 9800 Then we've got Drew Smiley in Seattle against Wade Miley at $9,400. Uh, for mid tier options, we're looking at Adam Conley against the Brewers, J.A. Happ against the Giants, Hector Santiago against the Cardinals. Joe Ross against the uh, Tigers. Carlos Rodon against the Rangers. Alex Wood, of course, against the Mets. All of those players... Price between eight thousand and eighty four hundred, but as far
1: as cash game, you seem to like one of these guys, John. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, who he is? I do. I like uh, Joe Ross coming in at eighty one hundred against Detroit. He's kind of a you know, like we said, a, a mid price option, and he's drawing the start at home against the Tigers, who have been pretty uh, up and down lately at, at the plate. So, in Ross's last outing, his ERA ballooned to a, to an astronomical one point two three after allowing just two runs over six. <laughs> and two thirds against the Cubs, uh, and he also struck out nine batters in that in that start. And uh, so now his ERA is at one point two three. His FIP is is under three at two point six two. So you know it, it's. He's been a little bit lucky but it's that's still a very uh, nice fip mm-hmm. there and then you know you're drawing a tigers lineup that's going to be slightly shorthanded you know because they won't have the dh so you like you definitely mm-hmm. like that from from that perspective uh, and then you you're facing a tigers lineup that's that's been struggling, been striking out a lot. 23.8% is their, is their K rate, which is sixth highest in the major leagues. And the Nationals are just uh, pretty pretty solid favorites here. They're second highest favorite on the board today at uh, minus 161. And I think they're going to be able to pump some runs over to give Joe Ross some support because they're going to be going up against Michael Ful- Fulmer, who I believe is making just like his third start on the season. So I'm, I'm actually thinking that Ross is a bit of a safer play here than his price might suggest.
2: Yeah, right on with Ross. I mean, you mentioned the fifth there. Pretty much if the Phipps under three, I think he's safe. That's kind of my general rule of thumb. You know, you, you don't, you're you not waiting for a blow up start because even if he goes back to his potential or even if he goes back to kind of the baseline, I guess you could consider it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be over the top and he still has a good win probability. Yeah, you're right. And Fulmer knocked around a little bit for the Tigers. Uh, so there's a, a slight question mark there, but I do like Joe Ross at home. You mentioned the money line. Nationals big favorites. Uh, yeah, the more I hear about that, the more I can convince myself to get in on Joe Ross this evening. All right. I'm paying up for my cash game pitcher there's a lot of reasons why i like the safety of john lester tonight against the padres again was supposed to go monday debated that on XM Monday morning about him being the chalk play of the day obviously well before that uh that game got rained out and I really like him for Tuesday night a uh, lot of reasons for that of course here first off cubs minus 260 favorites oh minus God. 260 so you got to bet $260 <laughs> to win $1 or $100 $1 oh man that'd be minus 26,000 we're good but, uh, at math here yeah we're great at math here but uh Cubs, yeah, minus two sixty. So that's a real big spread. You gotta love the, you know, you gotta love what they have here. And uh, a lot of that spread, I think, is because of Cesar Vargas, the opposing pitcher. Um, he's going to be making his uh, fourth start of the season now. Vargas has a 1-1-0 ERA on the surface, but you mentioned just with Joe Ross, the importance of comparing that to FIP. He's got a four two three FIP, so he's gonna level out right right around a four ERA eventually. And I think a lot of the reasons for those uh that discrepancy is one, a walk per nine rate of almost five and a ninety seven point two percent left on base. So you can tell that he's oh, getting wow. that Cesar Vargas is getting a little bit lucky. He's allowing a lot of base runners. With that walk rate, he's just not allowing them to score. So uh, there is uh, some absolutely some potential for
1: him. To that get defense behind up. Yep. him is is not very good either. You got to exactly. take that into account. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there on Lester. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it's 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 a combination
2: of Lester's skills and just it's mostly the game setting in this because of course you got Cesar Vargas as the opponent here. Padres big time strikeout team. There, there's very little doubt about that. Uh, that's established itself very well. Mm-hmm. And then of course you got run support. I mean, Cubs have the best weighted on base percentage in the league. That's one of my personal favorite offensive categories. I know regular listeners know that. I like to talk about that category, just kind of all encompassing offensively. So. Cubs have the best, just over the Cardinals there, and so Lester's going to get his fair run, fair share of run support, even in, even at Petco, which you know is thought of as a pretty, uh, a yeah, pretty spacious ballpark. But sure. you know they've, uh, they've made, I guess, some changes to that, and it's the same mindset doesn't always uh, apply here. So I'm going for safety. I'm shelling out for John Lester at eleven thousand, but man, saving three thousand to get almost three thousand to get Joe Ross is a very enticing pick as well, John. Appreciate that. All right, so let's see. What about hitter strategy here? Let's move on to some hitters. Uh, A lot of potential stacks today. Uh, John, what do you think, uh, first off, about going back to the Yankees? Well, I mean, very, very well hit at at home, and they're going against Medlin, who's been less than spectacular to start the year.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I was listening to to you and Chris's podcast yesterday on my way back to Madison, and, you know, the, the sound of the alarms, like, oh, my God, Chris Young is on the mound in Yankee Stadium. Go with the lefties, and I'm, and I did, and it worked out beautifully. And I'm definitely going back to that well again today. Um, so looking at some Yankees lefties going tonight Tuesday, and then. As well, I also like Boston going against Sean Uh Sean Manaya is a guy I have faith in long-term, but he hasn't really impressed me uh, mm-hmm. since being promoted up to the bigs. So I think uh, some Boston righties could definitely feast. And then uh, you, you're going to have to consider some weather factor here. You'll have to... Uh, make sure that everything is copacetic before lineup lock. But uh, the Pirates up in Great American Ballpark against Alfredo Simon. Uh, I think they should be able to uh, to pu- push some serious runs across for them. All right, so let's run it down then, position by
2: position. Here we've, uh, you know, we'll start with catchers. Of course, you mentioned that Yankees stack right
1: away. That means Brian McCann's in play for you, right? definitely and he's still only at three thousand so that you're really not having to pay up a whole a whole lot a bit puzzling i feel like he was 3100 yesterday he homered yesterday (laughs) and now he's
2: a hundred dollars (laughs) cheaper yeah so So just clearing that up for
1: you listeners (laughs) so if that's if that's on the table i'm i'm gonna take that every single time so the the yankees are going up against a guy like uh, Chris Medlin who has a six eight five ERA and a one eight four whip. A soft tossing guy, topping out at around ninety, maybe ninety point five miles an hour. So, you know, there's gonna be some serious meatballs and they're gonna get a good look. So I I really like uh Brian McCann here. And then you you toss in the fact that the Royals bullpen didn't get as taxed as, as maybe it normally would when when your pitcher only goes two and two-thirds innings because Dylan G was kind of able to come in and extinguish the flames a little bit but he's obviously going to be unavailable out of the pen so if Medlin gets pulled early there's going to be a lot of arms being you know put into the mix here and i think the yankees are just going to be able to take advantage no matter what mm-hmm. uh so i'm going to canon 3000 yeah, it'll be
2: tough to get after the royals in the eighth and ninth inning but there's that bridge in between how long Medlin can give them right and and the the herrera davis combo at the end of the game there which you know have been pretty lights out as usual mm-hmm. as far as catching goes I'm going to go back to Steven Vogt today and, uh, you know, save myself $400 by uh, only paying 2600 for him. I actually, you know, sneak preview, I do like an A stack a little bit against Sean O'Sullivan and the Red Sox. I mean, the A's got knocked around pretty bad on Monday. You'd like to think, you know, maybe not from a stats standpoint, but from a just kind of a personal gut instinct standpoint, they're going to take that to heart and want to score some runs. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only reason. I mean, Steven Vogt's going to have a lefty-righty matchup. He should be in the lineup tonight as a left-hander. And he's been pretty solid. I feel like the only reason his price is staying in this range is because of that uh, that loose platoon that he has right. with Josh Fegley there who, who struck out Adam Jones on Sunday, by the way. What happened to your boy? Oh, that was, <laughs> oh, God, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> brutal here. But, yeah, if you're looking for a cheaper option uh, at catcher, I could see Steven vote um even yeah, i mean there, there's there's a lot of decent options at catcher tonight but uh yeah, I, like our friends at inside edge like the Victor Martinez option i prefer to save a little bit of money here and put my uh, money in other areas such as first base but i'll let you take first base first
1: john who are you rolling with tonight uh, i'm going to go with Edwin Encarnacion at 3500 against Matt Kane this is another matchup that i, I didn't me- mention early on in the in the kind of stacks uh segment but i mean go that's such a powerful lineup and going against matt kane i understand that it's out at at&t park it's not it's not quite the band box that you that you'd like but i think encarnacion at 3500 that's kind of a bargain price for him uh provided his upside and kane is just i mean he's aging about as well as a carton of milk right now so uh i'm definitely going with, with some toronto uh players here tonight and Encarnacion's definitely one of them yeah right on now
2: i was on the uh on the Goldschmidt train yesterday, I just thought that his price at forty five hundred is what his price should normally be outside of Coors Field. Now we have him in Coors Field against the Rockies, so that factor comes into play. Had twenty eight fantasy points on Monday. There we go, helping a lot of lineups. I saw him in a lot of lineups right at the top of some of those big tournaments last night, and now you head to Tuesday where he gets a left-hander Chris Rusin, mm-hmm. and his price remains the same at forty five hundred. Now, if you're going to be following my advice, top to bottom here. Uh, it's going to be tough to get Goldschmidt and Lester in at 11,000. I'm going to give you some plays later on in the show here that might allow you to do that, but uh, at 4,500, regardless
1: of who you're choosing to pitch, I think you got to go with Goldie. I think so, too. I mean, that, that's just such a favorable matchup at Coors against it uh, with the platoon split. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's really good. I might need to fit that in as well in a different lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one you might need to check the lineup for a little
2: bit just to make sure. Uh, if, you, if you do need to save some money, I kind of like Justin Smoke at 2,700 at the first space position again. There's a lot of Blue Jays that we tend to like uh, against the Giants tonight and Matt Kane and and Smoke the left-hander as long as he's in uh, which he should be. Of course, you want to double check those road wire lineups page. He also gives you a similar upside at quite a bit of a discount here. What about second base, John? we got a couple of options under 3,000 for you. Who's your choice?
1: I'm going to go. This is a bit of a dart here because it's not a lock that he's going to be in the lineup, but Kelby Tomlinson at 2,700 of the Giants. Uh, usually, the Giants will, uh, can kind of sit Joe Panic against lefties, and I could see that definitely happening tonight with J.A. Hap going on the mound for the Blue Jays. Uh, and in that case, I, I like Tomlinson to take his spot at second base. Uh, and he's really putting in some pretty solid work against uh, left-handed pitching, uh, slashing 304, 360, 348. So there, there's not a ton of, like, pop, power upside. But you like his ability to, to uh, get a few hits, get on base. And, uh, you know, at 2700, it's not exactly punting the position, but it's that's a really nice value to me because, you know, once you get – a little bit lower down you're really taking some uh some risk mm-hmm. at the
2: keystone myself i'm going back to the reds as it's it's a well i drew from a lot this past weekend to uh to some degree of success there and i'm heading to brandon phillips at 2900 i think he's one of the hotter hitters in the game right now N- not a huge game yesterday but still managed to get a hit i mean friday his price was sitting at about 23 or the 2600 range went up to 3100 on monday and now Ooh. we're back down to 2900 so we're getting phillips under three thousand here. I just there's, there's a lot of like lot to like about that lineup. Of course, excuse me. Weather is definitely a factor in Pittsburgh. or I'm sorry, it's in Cincinnati. We got a 66 percent chance of rain. Of course, we're uh, recording this right now at about noon Central Time. Just in case anyone was curious where the weather was at then. Definitely one you you're, you're going to want to check back on if you're going to use any Reds or Pirates. But I think Brandon Phillips, pretty solid option. You can't get too much better uh, for under three thousand here now. Third base for me personally, moving there. I've got a punt play for you, but I'm going to let you go with a
1: solid play. Share that with us first, John. Okay, I'm going to go with Nick Castellanos of the Tigers against the Nationals. Now, you know, you and I, we offer a buffet of picks, so you you can pick and choose a little bit. You don't. It wouldn't be advisable to go with Joe Ross and Nick Castellanos in the lineups in your same lineup because they'll be facing each other. But Castellanos is a guy that I. I don't know why I've been sleeping on him or whatever, but I get home yesterday and they're, they're, the announcers are kind of talking about Strasburg maybe getting this extension, and then Castellanos takes him deep as they're talking about like Strasburg getting locked up for seven years. I mm-hmm. thought that was funny. But, yeah, Castellanos batting three eighty with six homers, and he's only uh, 3,400. Uh, sign me up every time for that. It's yes. just no-brainer.
2: Yeah, the numbers absolutely say Castellanos will be an excellent choice, and I can see that. Of course, again, like you mentioned, don't want to be using Joe Ross and Nick Castellanos in the same lineup here my third base play it's a little bit risky it's someone that you're going to have to check the wire lineups page for uh, someone that's even struggled a little bit this year but that's brought his price all the way down to 2100 and that's Chris Coughlin uh, of the A's now he's playing time's been cut into a little bit by Danny Valencia since he's got back so again you're going to want to check those lineups but you've got Jed Lowry dealing with a little bit of an injury he's day-to-day so there's a lot of ways that Coughlin could slide into that lineup their second base third base or outfield so if he's in there he's essentially minimum priced. i think he he's worth using as part of an A stack against sean o'sullivan so that's what i'm liking there mm-hmm. uh, moving over to the shortstop position you've got a play for us that's going to save uh, a decent amount of money and after looking into it a little more i definitely agree with you who are you rolling with john
1: uh, i'm gonna go with uh, wilmer flores of the mets again against alex wood of the dodgers uh you know we're talking about a, a shortstop option here that's 2100 that's, you know, basically the minimum price. So you you definitely like that. And I think if he draws into the lineup, he he definitely has the potential to, to really uh, put up some solid numbers. Uh, you know, you got the platoon split, you know, we we're talking about. I just really like the idea of punting on, on shortstops tonight. And I think Flores mm-hmm. is going to be that guy for me probably. Yeah, it's sometimes tough to punt on shortstops. But I found a
2: guy here that I really like whose price just isn't nearly... In, it's not anywhere near his potential right now, and I know I've been touting him a lot all year to mixed results. But finally, Troy Tulowitzki's price is below three thousand dollars. It he's is just at twenty nine hundred, so he's right about your average salary per player. If you use a guy like Lester, so he actually fits into that plan. Right. And the reason I like Tullo, you know, I, I'm not always one for batter versus pitcher splits. But the one against Matt Kane is a massive sample size. In his career, Tulo is twenty-one for sixty-four with five home runs against Matt Kane. We got an OPS of one point zero six one. So uh, Tulo is almost as safe as a get. I, I, w- I would be willing to wager that today's as good of a, as good of a day as any for him to homer and potentially homer twice. I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Matt Kane. Matt you mentioned how he's aging and progressing over uh, over the years here for you. So i i gotta go too low tonight just the name recognition he might be high owned because of that but just the price is too low to uh stay away from him this evening too low indeed (laughs) too (laughs) good one john all right what about outfielders here we got uh, a lot of lot of different options we got some
1: cheap options uh, a few more expensive options uh who are you liking so uh you know going back to what i mentioned earlier with with the red Sox, uh this this will kind of Parlay into my chalky play of the day too, but uh, Mookie Betts at four thousand uh, going against Sean That's that's uh, too good a matchup to pass up. Just the way that Mookie's swinging the bat and Manaya is on the road. I think he's going to get a little rattled. I could see them taking advantage. And then I'm, I'm going to go with the pair of lefty Yankees outfielders i'm gonna go with carlos beltron who's still only 2300 after belting two home runs last night and then brett gardner at 3200 those are a couple of lefties with some serious home run potential going against you know the soft toss and chris medlin so those are those are gonna be my outfielders kind of like a mixed match of of upper price guys uh, a bit of a value play and then just kind of your regular 3200 price there
2: yeah checking in that right around an average just over 3000 a player which is is very doable especially if you're starting with joe ross and I like using those guys in a Yankee stack. Uh, if you go back to my A stack, though, I think that's uh, uh, quite affordable here because you can use Josh Reddick, their three hitter for thirty-two hundred. You can also use Billy Burns, who was out of the lineup Monday. You got want to check the lineup to make sure he's back right. in. It, it appeared to be just a regular day off on Monday in favor of Coco Chris, but again, just want to make sure nothing further is developed there. As of this record time, nothing has, so I'm assuming status quo. He'll be back at top the order for just three thousand dollars. So both of those guys in play for your A stack. I also do like any kind of Cubs lefty that you can find against Vargas. I mentioned that his peripherals are looking like a bit of a blow-up potential there, right. so a guy like Jason Hayward, who is off to a very slow start, but has solid potential, I think you can get some value from him at 3,100, and that's kind of right your your average per player you're looking at if you use uh, kind of one of those Tier 1 or Tier 2 players here. Mm-hmm. So we got a chalk plate for the day. Uh, if, if you had one hitter, you're locking into your lineups no matter what here. You kind of alluded to it
1: earlier, but uh, that for you... is. Is. just give me Mookie Betts at 4,000 I'm that he'll be in all of my lineups going against the lefty yep and I hinted this earlier as well but Paul Goldschmidt's going
2: to be my chalk play of the day of course you do have to pay up to get him uh, that's going to be a little bit tough but um but absolutely uh against the left-hander with not a whole lot of Coors field inflation going on in his salary so Paul Goldschmidt's going to be my chalk play lock of the day here uh, just want to run down before we finish wrapping up hitters, the highest over-unders of the day uh, again you want to look at these games for potential stacks of course as usual Coors Field you got the Diamondbacks and Robbie De La Rosa against Chris Rusin and the Rockies that over-under is 11, always going to be the highest over-under on the day, we do have a pair of games uh, with a 9.5 over-under though, uh, one is the Athletics and Sean Manea at the Red Sox and uh, O'Sullivan there uh, so there's just a couple pitchers that have struggled or are pretty new to the game we both like a variety of A's and Red Sox hitters and and the over-under matches up with that Mm -hmm. then another game that we didn't talk a ton about we got Carlos Rodon and the White Sox at at Derek Holland and the Rangers the over-under there 9.5 some of that's pitching uh, either young pitching or or aging injury history pitching I guess you could say with Holland there Uh, we didn't Mention a ton of players, but I could see a guy like Adrian Beltre right around three thousand being in play in that game. I'm so you st- might st- want to get
1: a piece. I'm still amazed that that uh, Miguel Gonzalez didn't get lit up last night. Mm-hmm. I I had a lot riding on that, and uh, it burned me pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it's your season,
2: it's your season, and the and the White Sox seem to be uh, having a lot of those cards fall into place this that's, year. That's for sure. All right, well, MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Just go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players. Stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just one dollar, so anyone can play. This is uh, something alike for everyone. Before we wrap up today, John, I want to go ahead and give our listeners a couple options for maybe some tournament plays. Guys that are going to be cheaper, save you some salary, and allow you to get a lot of stacked hitters in your lineup here. If you're looking to save some money at the pitching position
1: tonight, John, who are you looking at? Well, all right, well, when, when you hear this one, please don't call the, the psych ward and have me committed, but I'm going to go with Matt Wisler of the Braves. Yes, I am suggesting a Braves pitcher here at 6000 going against the 50- Phillies. Uh, the Phillies just aren't that good against right-handed pitching. They have uh, they have some seriously uh, not favorable stats. And then Whistler is coming off his best start of the season, in which he went eight innings against the Mets uh, with no uh, runs allowed, uh, striking out four. So he doesn't have a ton of uh, K. Upside, but you still like the idea that he's going against a Phillies team that, that bats 231 against right-handers. that's only getting on base 28% of the time against righties, ground into a lot of double plays. So even if Whistler lets some guys get on base, you, you can almost count on the Phillies hitting themselves out of it a little mm-hmm. bit. So, you know, at six thousand two, that's about as cheap as you're going to get a pitcher. Mm-hmm. So all of those factors combined, I'll take, I'll take a chance. I'll go with Whistler here at 6K. I mean, John, if you're at risk of uh,
2: being committed here, we've got one of Rotowire's own daily export, experts, uh, Juan Carlos Blanco, has his FanDuel article for Tuesday up, mm-hmm. and he also identifies Whistler as a potential value play. Most notably, right, I'll see him there. Yeah, most notably, uh, against right-handed pitching here, you got the Phillies with a 285 weighted on-base percentage and 22% strikeout rate. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got a pitcher that's starting to find his own, getting some more major league experience who is very cheap, almost half of what you're going to pay for Lester right. in your cash games, and he's going to let you get Goldschmidt and and Cargo and all your big time, he, he, maybe some Arenado in tonight, uh, some McCutcheon if that game doesn't get rained out. So True. a guy like Whistler opens a lot of doors in the hitting department. Of course, the dominoes still have to fall in the right way, but, uh, but Whistler could definitely open things up for you. Going back to me, normally it's John here that's going to pick the Orioles, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put my cards in for Kevin Gossman tonight. He's a little bit more expensive at 7700 He had a pretty solid start his last time out, though. He threw eight scoreless innings, only three hits, only four strikeouts, so that leaves a little bit to be desired. But he had a good in- outing last time, and I think he can build on that tonight against the Twins he's walking less batters this season about a 1.4 walks per nine and uh, keeping the ball in the ballpark as well a five percent home run to fly ball rate I think those have been the keys to our success this year sure then you go ahead and you look at this Twins team that are number seven in the league in strikeouts 23.8 percent and also Gossman's going up against Barreos who a big prospect people are very optimistic about what he can do you can even make the argument that Boreos is as good of a tournament play as Gossman is tonight but I'm going to lean towards Gossman who's actually shown me something in the right. majors this season a little bit even though you have to pay up for it here so uh also twins number 25 in the league with the 297 weighted on base percentage so you know offense has been pretty slow they've shuffled the lineup a little bit starting to find their own maybe some but, I mean, as an Orioles fan, do you see where I'm coming from with Gossman tonight? Can you back me up, or you want to shut
1: that down? No, absolutely. I th- You know, like, you, you can—it's reasonable to get a little worried about the Twins because they do have that power potential, mm-hmm. but but Gossman looked so good in his last outing. I know it was almost surprising that he only had four strikeouts against the Yankees, but mm-hmm. it was so encouraging to see him, you know, keep his command, uh, only allow three hits— over eight innings against a Yankees lineup, that uh, at Camden Yards, you know that's mm-hmm. something that speaks for itself. And I, Gossman, in all of his starts, frankly, this season has been pretty impressive in my eyes. So. I think he draws a really favorable matchup here and he's going on you know regular rest and you know uh, they kind of shuffle the rotation to get him into the into the uh or onto the hill tuesday and i really like that play a lot and 7700 that's still pretty darn cheap yeah the,
2: the twins certainly have those power th- threats guys like sanoan park in the middle of the lineup but like i mentioned the the home run to five ball to fly ball rate of five percent for gossman maybe makes this a little bit of a, a better matchup for him so mm-hmm. yeah just to run this down in summary for cash. Games tonight. I'm a big fan of John Lester at eleven thousand. John's dig and Joe Ross at eighty one hundred. If we go to tournaments, you can save a ton of money with John's pick. If you use Matt Whistler at six thousand, mind you can save a decent amount of money here with Kevin Gossman at seventy seven hundred. Well, thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via RotoWire can get six months of free RotoWire access. Otherwise, current FanDuel users, if you want to check out Rotowire.com on your own, go to Rotowire.com slash pod. That's Rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Once again, I'm Jake Litarsky. You can follow me at jakeski52. And I'm John McKechnie. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast here will return Wednesday with Benny Riccardi and James Seltzer.